We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Knocks down the second. Nicks no timeouts, but they don't need a three. Shot clock is turned off. A lot of times teams don't need it, Mike. They still end up taking a three. Fournier looking for an opening. On the drive, Fournier gets inside. Shot blocked. Rebound Towns picked up by Burks. Burks a three-pointer. Off the mark. Edwards the rebound, and the Knicks fall short. Oh, a gut-wrenching loss as the Knicks had the opportunities but lose to the T-Wolves here at the Garden. All right. Let's do this. Um, frustrating loss, second time in two days that I've used that word. Um, just, I mean, we could sit here and we could talk about good things. We could sit here and talk about bad things. At the end of the day, this is a game they needed to win. It's a game they needed to win if they had any intention, you know, of going into this this road road heavy part of their schedule with any kind of momentum, and uh, they didn't. They didn't come out with the proper mindset. They didn't come out with the proper level of poise. They didn't come out with any sort of attention to detail. You know, they were sloppy. They were. They looked like a group of guys that weren't particularly used to playing with each other because it was a group of guys that weren't particularly used to playing with each other. Second half, obviously a lot of great things. Evan Fournier, I thought, played a great game. Um, I thought Julius Randle played a very good game, although obviously, you know, missed free throw late doesn't help. Um, You know, everybody had some moments you could complain about. I thought R.J. Barrett played a a poor game. Um, I'm I'm not going to pile on R.J. tonight too much. Um, You know, there's going to be all kinds of complaints. There's going to be... Complaints against the refs. There's going to be complaints. Why did Obi Toppin only play nine minutes? If you sat here and watched this game and you thought that Obi Toppin uh, was the difference between win and a loss, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's a mediocre team. We've been saying it now for a couple of weeks. Mediocre teams lose games like this. Or bad teams lose games like this. Um... Very frustrating. Again, I just, it's like they had this game. They had this game. They were up by, I mean, the game turned because they came out in the third quarter like, okay, we, we can, we can, we remember that we're the better basketball team. And they played like the much, much better basketball team. They moved the ball well. They defended well. They got into the Timberwolves. They, reminded the Timberwolves that they were a shitty basketball team because I don't think the, the Timberwolves were particularly good. Um, and they took control of the game, and then there was a stretch of about th- four minutes where the Knicks did not score, uh, starting from the two-minute mark of the third quarter until I think they finally got a basket like three minutes, or they got a free throw like three minutes into the uh, into the fourth, like you, like. You got everything working for you, and then all of a sudden it just absolutely shuts down. Um, you know, and then obviously they faltered late. There was no execution down the stretch. Um, it was just – there was nothing good about down the stretch of this game. Would it help to have had a center in the game late? Yeah, of course it would have. But, you know, Mitchell Robinson wasn't very good. Um, he tried guarding Towns. He failed at guarding Towns. 
I didn't, I don't know that Taj, Taj was, you know, much better in that particular area of the game. Um, you know, I thought you could argue that I guess Taj played better than the second half. It's a shitty loss. It's a shitty loss. It's a really, 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 really shitty loss. Um, you know, and one they'll probably look back on uh, if things don't go the way they, they want it to from here on in. Uh, this is a game they, they could have won. Should have won. Could have won, should have won. Minnesota tried to give this game away, and they did. Uh, okay, let's get to the comments, which I'm sure are going to be uh, <laughs> nothing but positive. Uh, Huber then. Uh, I'm not an OB Avenger, but what Tibbs is doing is incompetent, and I'm sick of it, of course. Uh, Taj, 25 minutes every night, all foul out, and he brings in Burks, LOL. I mean, you could laugh out loud. Uh, Tibbs is bringing in the guy who's been the Knicks' best player all year. Like, you guys, some of you guys, not all of you guys, some of you guys see one game, and you want to make decisions based on 40-some-odd minutes of basketball. Tom Thibodeau's a coach. He doesn't have the luxury of making a decision based on one one less than one game of basketball, he has to go by a full season sample size and a full season sample size. Alec Burks, I know he's been struggling from the field lately, but he's been doing a lot to help this team win in other ways. Um, puts in Alec Burks because Alec Burks has been the Knicks best player this year. So like to me, um, what would be incompetent is to put in a second year player who the second Obi Toppin came into this game at the end, Timberwolves would have targeted like 100% would have gotten, I don't even, like they would have had their poo-poo platter of options. Do we want to switch Carl Anthony Towns onto Obi Toppin? Do we want to switch D'Angelo Russell onto Obi Toppin? Do we want to switch Anthony Edwards onto Obi Toppin? Who are we switching onto Obi Toppin to take advantage of Obi Toppin and draw a foul from Obi Toppin? That's what would have happened if Obi Toppin went into that game towards the end. It's a reality. I know none of you want to accept that, but that's fine. Um... You know, everybody's pissed off after a loss and everyone wants to blame the coach and the whole thing. Team played poorly. Team didn't execute. Didn't 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 play with poise. You know, um, they, they they brought them back. Couldn't close the deal. Um, I know, by the way, the shot that didn't count that would have given them the lead was off of Alec Burks's fingertips. But but I digress. Uh, Robert McGinley. So frustrating. This team made CYO level mistakes tonight. hundred percent. Uh, turn the ball over. Yeah, how about instead of blaming Tom Thibodeau for this loss, how about we blame the the 21-year-old who uh, turned the ball over seven times and shot uh, six for 16? How about that? How about you look in the mirror and you accept the fact that, you know, the guy who, again, we're all trying to put on the pedal still and be and have him make, uh, you know, not one, not two, not three, not four, you know, all-star teams. R.J. Barrett, guy played like shit tonight. He played poorly. That's why he lost the game. Seven turnovers. Give the ball to the other team twice in the last three minutes. And you're talking about talking about Tom Thibodeau. Except the fact that R.J. Barrett isn't as good as the guy on the other side of the court, Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, that's, that's the hard part. Um, to accept the fact that your young prospect isn't as good as other young prospects around the league. He's going through growing pains. It's okay. He's 21 years old. He's going to be fine. He's going to get better. It's not his, you know. This season isn't his fault. But if you're looking for a reason why the Knicks lost this game, look at R.J. Barrett. You know, the guy didn't play well. It's okay. It's fine. It happens. Young kid. Again, I'm not trying to cast dispersions, but um, at least at least if you, you know, you want to pump the kid up, that's fine. But if you play, where, where are all my, hold on, I have to ask a question. Where are all my apology seekers tonight? If, if all of my people who are going to be calling for me to uh, send an apology for what I'm saying right now to RJ Barrett, the next time he has a good game, if you can kindly send me a prepaid uh, self-addressed stamp envelope or whatever the fuck I need to send those apologies in the next time RJ Barrett doesn't have seven turnovers and shoot six for 17. Again, not blaming him for being a 21 year old who's still learning the game, but you know, come on folks. Anyway, uh, continuing Robert McGinley's comment. Didn't box out, didn't make free throws. Also, Tibbs' timeout management was awful in the fourth. I mean, I, I sure. Okay. Um, would it have been nice if he had a timeout left towards the end? Sure. 
Is that why they lost the game? No. Uh, forgotten NYC, one of the most sickening losses of the season, inability to score down the stretch and multiple disgusting turnovers. RJ back down to earth, back to back six, six plus turnovers. Again, it's not back down to earth. It's just like, this is why I wish, I wish we didn't have these people out there who would just every time, you know, the kid farts in a certain direction. It's like, Oh my God. You know, he's a 21 year old kid. He's going to be a good player. He's, he's, he's coming into his own. He's going to be fine. I think it was a tough adjustment for him playing tonight with Kemba back. Uh, he was clearly looking to prove a point against Anthony, uh, Edwards. Um, didn't work out so well. You know, it, it is what it is, you know? Um, it's just, he's 21. He's learning, you know, it's tough though, because, a lot of teams around the league don't have to rely on 21-year-olds to win games. The Knicks do because they don't have a lot of talent. So, uh, Michael Aaron, this sucks, but I love the playbacks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, apologies to anyone who was on the playback that uh, I wasn't able to join for the last, like, quarter and a half. Um, internet issues at my house or it's issues with playback. I don't really know. Uh, hopefully, it was a one-time thing and be better next time. Um Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Uh, I know you won't like this, sorry, whatever. But I'm going to second-guess Tibbs here. From my vantage point, I don't think Burks is the right sub there. I mean, again, <laughs> he's been the Knicks' best player this season. I don't know I don't know how, how else I could say that. He's been the Knicks' best player this season. He's been their most consistent player. He's been a guy who, like how many times, like I, I don't have the, time or quite frankly the energy to go back and do this but like how many times have we had games where Alec Burks has not had a great game for three quarters and then comes up massively in the fourth quarter it's happened a lot since he's come here and during those games I get on here after the game and I say something nice about Alec Burks and I have other people in here being like oh I don't know why I ever doubted Alec Burks you know um you know you gotta not it's okay to get caught up on the moment. I'm getting caught up on the moment because I'm fucking pissed at this loss. But, like, you know, place blame where blame is due. There was a – like, <laughs> Alec Burks wasn't on the court <laughs> when they when they didn't execute down the stretch of this game, you know. Um, you know, it's a team loss. Like, nobody, nobody played well enough to win other than maybe Evan Fournier. And Evan Fournier had some poor shots down the stretch, bad turnover down the stretch. Um you know, I don't, I don't know, like who else on the bench? You know, Quentin Grimes one for three. Quickly was one for two. Top and hit a shot. Okay, like I, I don't, I don't know where the player was that you were turning to here. That where it was like, oh, how is that not, guy not in the game? Um, hold on, super chat's uh, spazzing out on me as it often does. Um. Uh, All right. No, oh, I might have missed. I might have missed something, Andrew. If I missed something, let me let me know. Uh, Kenny Rose team only plays well in spurts. True. Uh, trademark of mediocre teams, oddly enough, and usually never early. No bench without Rose. I mean, they have a bench without Rose. I think the bench has played well in times at times, but they don't have like the bench is no longer their strength, especially um, that Burks. I think is getting worn down. Um, you know, the reason I wasn't too worried about it tonight is Burks only played 17 minutes, but in a lot of these games that we've been seeing Burks play a ton, um, you know, he, he definitely has been getting worn down. Derek Rose is a game changer, changer, changed their season last year. Hopefully he changes their season when he comes back this year. Uh, IQ is really a two point is really a two. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a combo guard. Nine losses coming after this week in that stretch. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm not I'm not out on the season or anything, but it's a bad loss. From Ryan Huang, crushing loss, but is it safe to say we might have found an identity? Attack the basket, hustle, and be aggressive. Just need to execute it for 48 minutes. I mean, I think that's been their identity all season long. It's been attacking the paint and and taking the and kicking out to threes and letting guys shoot threes. They also have some guys who are comfortable taking threes off the dribble. 
I don't know. I, I to me, they don't have. See, this is the problem, and Kemba hit some massive shots tonight. Massive shots. You know, and again, I don't, I don't put, I don't put the defensive blame for this season or or for this game, quite frankly, on Kemba. But like, they don't have the talent to have an offensive identity. I think that's why last season was so good. Is their their offense, their identity was defense. And defense, you just you know you have to try hard. Um, that's why it was an identity that worked for them. I don't think. Like the notion of having an offensive identity with such limited offensive, or let me rephrase that, such inconsistent offensive players, I think is, you know, that's that's harder. Um, I, I I will say that I you know, I think they're finding their way out of the Julius only, like, whatever area that they existed in. I think they're they're getting better, like. But, you know, they're still not there, and they still li- limit, like, li- lack offensive talent. Um, Hush Zoo. RJ good, Ant is great. That's the difference. End of combo. I mean, I think RJ could be great. Like, I think An- Anthony Edwards is, like, one of the most gifted, physically gifted, like, skilled wing players to come out of the draft in a long time. The reason why a lot of people wouldn't have taken him first had to do with like, you know, decision-making and like how much does he love the game and all that stuff. You know, RJ doesn't have those gifts. That's not RJ's fault. And I think RJ makes up for it in other ways. I think RJ is a really hard worker uh, despite some questions we've had about that this season. I think he is a hard worker. I think he loves the game. I think he, his intentions are in the right place. Like RJ, if, if RJ grows to be, like a better long-term prospect or better long-term player than Anthony Edwards. It wouldn't shock me, you know, cause I just, I don't know if I could trust Edwards, but like just on a talent basis. And like tonight you saw, you know, they're just, there's different talent levels. Again, not RJ's fault. I'm not blaming him for it. Uh, continuing with Hush's comment. This is why Mitch is so polarizing. He's so bad against stretches. Tim's made the right choice. I mean, yeah, Mitch is a really, 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 high-level backup center on a really good team, and he's, you know, he's the best starting center option we have. He's just, again, inconsistent, not a perfect player, gets exposed at times, can do really special things. Other nights he's going to look bad. Tonight he looked bad. And it was, you know, no shame in looking bad against Carl Anthony Towns, who, again, is like, that dude's just... The fact that that dude's career has been so middling with the talent he has, like I'd rather have anybody that we have on our team than I shouldn't say that. I mean, I'd like Carl Anthony Towns, but like if I was a fan of the Timberwolves, I'd be incredibly frustrated at Carl Anthony Towns because um, he j- he has more talent than than any center in the league probably, and he just hasn't made the most of it. Uh, but he did tonight at times. Uh, the Neil's next door. Uh, needed this win, but at least we've seen some glimpses of stuff. Yes, we did. My biggest takeaway for me is how much we really need to figure out the point guard position. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Kemba was at his best tonight when Kemba was doing Kemba things, which is involves Kemba having the ball in his hands, shooting it like, I don't think it's an accident that RJ was easily, easily played the worst game that he's played in, I don't know how long, very long time, when like Kembo's back in the lineup. And I'm not even saying it like it diminished RJ's possessions, but RJ knew when Kemba was out. Like he had like the runway, there was no end to the runway. The runway just went on into the horizon. Like, that's a really great feeling if you're R.J. Barrett to know, like, fuck, we don't have any point guards. Alec Burks is my starting point guard. Like, Julius Randle is willingly being like, here, kid, go get it. R.J. Barrett could fuck around and do whatever he wants. Like, I have to think that that mentality going into those games helped him a lot. And now tonight, Kemba was back. So it's like R.J. is like, all right, I got to, you know, I got Kemba here. I got Julius here. I think – it probably it had to fuck with him a little bit because it, it can't be a coincidence that he played so poorly 
tonight. You know, and again, who do I blame? Am I blaming RJ? Not really. Am I blaming Kemba? Not really. Am I blaming Tibbs for putting Kemba back in the lineup? I mean, it's just, it's not a great situation. And these are, these are tough conversations to have about imperfect players. Um, it's just real frustrating that, again, they were so, despite all of the issues, they were so close to a win tonight and they couldn't get it. Um, I don't know what the answer to the point guard position is. I don't, I don't know if they find it this year. Uh, Guy Huber then, Burks had literally nothing tonight, literally. I mean, again, I don't know how we're supposed to judge. The guy took – didn't he take two shots? Took three shots. Um, didn't get to the line. He had four rebounds, a um, couple of turnovers. Like, no, Burks did not have a good game. But you're making a decision about who should be in the game at the end of the game based on this game – And I'm saying the head coach makes his decisions based on the prior 44 games and the season that he just witnessed before this season in which Alec Burks was pretty good. Like you can't, you know, you got to trust your, I know, by the way, you only put Burks in because Taj Gibson fouled out. Um, Again, I don't blame him for trusting Burks there. Not one bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Dan Hidalgo, 18 turnovers, blown fast breaks, yes, 50-50 balls. It was a game of almost. Um, yeah. The turnovers, again, were just – it's just – it's really tough. And, again, like RJ RJ had seven of them. He's going to be better. He's going to be better. It's part of the the growth process, part of the learning curve. It's a good investment of their time to continue giving him opportunities to learn. Um, Some nights it's not going to work out. Tonight it didn't. It's annoying. Um, WG. The bench has been horrible. Uh, Teams are game planning and trapping IQ up high. Knowing he struggles to run an offense, the game was lost in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, IQ struggled running the show. Uh, They need Derek Derek Rose back. Um, I don't want to say the bench has been horrible, but... They haven't been different. I mean, we're used to having the bench, bench best bench in the league, and we don't anymore. Um, they've struggled for sure. Uh, Pro Glitz, Gills, Pro Gills, thank you for uh, your 
uh, contribution. We appreciate it. Jared Mocker, I'm fine with this team being sellers at the deadline if the right deal isn't there. This team doesn't seem competitive. I mean, they're competitive. They're a game under 500. Um, I mean, competitive for what, I guess, is the question. Are they competitive to, like, win a playoff series? Probably not. No. Um, not not as currently constituted, at least. Um, but they're competitive. I mean, they were competitive tonight. They were down by 10 at halftime. Came out, a lot of fight, took a nine-point lead. Like, that's competitive. Um, they're not going to be sellers at the deadline. Like, they can't. They're not going to be sellers at the deadline. So should they be? I I don't know. I, I there's a there's a philosophical argument there that I'm not really willing to engage in at this point in time. If you want to say that they should sell at the deadline, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Um, I'm just I will tell you that they're not going to. Um, barring something insane happening. But like if you're the Knicks, you just came off your first play or one of your you know, yeah, your first playoff appearance in, in like eight years. Um, you have a chance to make the play-in again. And if you win a couple playing games or if you're in the 7-8 seed, you know, one playoff game, you go back to the playoffs. That's two playoff appearances in a row. You know, around these parts, that's pretty notable. Uh, and, and plus, like, what you know, what are they getting if they sell at the deadline? Um, Abe. So we're going to ignore RJ's two turnovers and missed free throws. I love the kid, but come on, RJ, cough up this one. Uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ignoring them. I'm not, I'm not going to harp on them. He is a young player making the mistakes that a young player is. My only polite request on RJ Barrett is that again, like, let's just let him be what he's going to be. Not put him in the Hall of Fame, not bury him as a bust. He's somewhere in between. That's all. He's going to be fine. He's a good player. Uh, he had a bad game. Uh, but if you're asking me who deserves the most blame for the loss, yeah, it's RJ. You know, it's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, Haitian Ferg, enough with the Obi talk. The bench was trash today. No defense, no offense. We didn't lose due to a lack of Obi. We lost this game in the first half. RJ killed us tonight. Tibbs made adjustments and put us in a position to win. Uh, adjustments. The thing you make at halftime. The thing that sends a team from being down 10 to up 9 in the span of 8 minutes, 9 minutes. But we don't want to talk about that, right? No, I yeah. um, It's not fun to praise Tibbs. It's not fun. So, um, yeah, I mean – it, did they lose the game in the first half? I mean, I, I'll play devil's advocate and say, like, they. here's what I'll say. They should have lost the game in the first half. If they were playing most teams in the NBA and, like, a team that was, like, on their, you know, on their toes, they would have been down by 20 or 25 in the first half, and uh, the game probably would have been over. But they weren't. They were only down 10. And then they came back, and they went up by 9 and had everything going. And, like, I, oh God, again. I hate to – I don't want to say anything bad about Taj, but, like, Taj had a, that putback where he for some some, and I think Randall threw it up and, like, he missed it. So they had a chance to go up 11 points and it looked like everything was going their way and it, it missed. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope that doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. And it kind of came back to bite us in the ass. So that's frustrating. Um, yeah, they had to put this game away. The game was there for them to put away, but they're – they didn't. Uh, Brian Benjamin, we should rein in RJ a bit. The loss isn't on the coach. Um, yeah, I, I mean, reining in RJ, the most important thing this organization could do is is make is help RJ become a better player. I don't know. Is there? a little bit of like less is more at some point. Like, do you just let him go out there and, you know, make the mistakes and let the chips fall where they may. I don't, I don't really, I don't know the right answer to that. I don't think anybody knows for sure the right answer to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're watching this game and you're like, I really wish 
we we wouldn't have let you know those turnovers happen uh i i get it that's fine i just you know i'm 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 if there's one guy that i'm cool with like learning on the fly it's it's rj um and again obviously i say this as someone who is not like some kind of crazy rj fan here. uh but i think he's good uh and he's worth the time uh charm city knicks fan pretty simple no bench tonight is that the very Least thing we could try to show up at the deadline. Also hit your free throws at home. Uh, shout out to Jack Bailey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you just want to go down the litany of reasons why they lost this game, uh, 18 turnovers, that's that's a thing that happened. Um, nine missed free throws. Um, you know, people are going to – here's the thing, and, like, I'm glad I maybe it's in the regular chat and I just haven't seen it. Um, I'm happy people aren't – going too crazy about the miss Randall free throw. Randall got to the line 11 times tonight. He was nine of 11. He almost had a triple double. I thought he played for the most part really well. It sucks that he missed that free throw. He's not a good free throw shooter when the pressure is on. I don't think there's any denying that. Um, but like, you know, RJ three for six from the line. Kemba missed two free throws, although you could kind of forgive that because he's been out for a while. Um, quickly missed another free throw, although he's allowed. Yeah, it's just – yeah. They also shot 31% from three. Um, yeah, just frustrating fucking loss. Um, thanks, Kenneth Escalona. Appreciate the contribution, my man. Um, Lunas and Marat, most painful loss of the season. Wow. Most painful loss of the season. Is this the most painful loss of the season? I don't I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Different people experience different pain or pain in different ways. Um, like I think if you were like the most painful loss of the season was the game against Denver where they weren't even close because they didn't show up. Like that to me was pretty painful because it, it sparked memories of a lot of Knicks teams that came out and like just didn't give a shit. Um, that was pretty painful. The Washington game where Kemba scored forty four and we still, um, where uh, we Kemba scored forty four and we still lost, um, was pretty painful. Um, this is up there though. This is up there with most painful losses. It might be. Yeah, I mean, the Brooklyn loss was not well. They played well in the Brooklyn loss. Yeah, this you know what? You might have it. This might be the most painful loss of the season. Congratulations, Lewis. Uh, RJ broke my heart. These will happen to 21 year olds taking on more playmaking duties for the first time. But the hate tonight is deserved. Again, it's not hate. It's just like. Let's just I mean, everybody's frustrated. We're all frustrated. Worst loss of the season. Second worst loss of the season. Whatever your number is. Like it's, it sucks. And it's just about like kind of calmly and rationalizing, rationally identifying the reasons why they lost as opposed to like getting crazy and just going with the same shit that we, like we always say. Um, Anthony six though. What's going on, Anthony? Uh, Touch fouls, baited fouls, no call on the 48 turnover. No call on RJ being shoved off a steal. Uh, yeah, no, I, I – 100%. The refereeing was bad again. Um, so brutal stretch of officiating in the end, especially for a home game. Had chances but should have had more. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to, to, like, talk about the refereeing in a game where the team clearly left a lot out on the court. Um, I guess would be one way to put it. Uh but was the refereeing good tonight? No, it was not good. Um, they shouldn't have needed the refs to get them over the finish line, I guess. Um, Matt from Australia, our friend down under, what's going on? Um, got up at 4.30 a.m., flew interstate, and met up with at Wee's 88. We were screaming our lungs out at a pub in Sydney, which is not the capital of Australia, by the way. Needed W against the Pelicans badly. Well, I'm happy you were showing your support. Um, I'm sorry they couldn't pull it out for you. Uh, 
Yeah, they need a win against Pelicans. My God. If they start off this fucking homestand 0-3, uh, this would have been this win would have been this win would have would have made the Hornets game like semi acceptable. Um if they had come back and won this tonight. It's frustrating. Uh Jason M. The same people who want the offense to run through RJ are blaming Tibbs for the loss. Tibbs made defensive adjustments that worked in the second half. Yeah, and I again, if they didn't, if they didn't uh, have their centers foul out, maybe it's a different game. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, good comment, Jason. Uh, Keith Knighton. I've asked this question before. Sorry, I'll ask it again. At what point does this season get away from you before you make a move? Come on. Um, I just like – so, look, I'm all for bringing in Jalen Brunson or, you know, Jalen Brunson. I, I don't know who on the trade market. Like, here's the problem. So, there's a couple of problems. One, there's not a lot of guys out there on the trade market. Like, we've talked about the couple of guys that are out there. Miles Turner just went down with an injury. Jeremy Grant makes no sense for this team. Uh, Eric Gordon, do you really like the Rockets want a first round pick for a guy that is whatever he is, 34 years old and is not going to be part of your future. And as the Knicks, you are not in a position to be making a win now trade that doesn't also potentially have benefits down the line. Um, who am I, who am I forget? Like, do you want like the, the you could probably go, get Robert Covington or Yusuf Nurkic from the Blazers or either of those guys changing your life? I, I don't think so. Um, like there's just not a lot of moves out there other than, you know, the guys that we always wind up talking about Jalen Brunson, Darren Fox. Okay. So Darren Fox has had a terrible year. Um, I love, I think he's really good. I think he's a buy low candidate. Like the Kings aren't going to give him away. Um, and then Brunson, like everybody's concocting Brunson deals. Like I keep going back to it. Dallas is going to have to be willing to be, to get worse this season. If they want to make a Jalen Brunson deal, are we sure that the Mavs are willing to be worth to forget about the fact that they may actually go into the tax and like keep Brunson next year, which we don't know for certain if that's going to be the case or not, but like, they're definitely going to have to get worse this year if they trade Brunson because nothing the Knicks are going to be willing to send back is going to make the, the Mavs improve. Um, so I don't know that like that deal is out there. I don't know what deal, like the Knicks have a bunch of pretty good basketball players. They just haven't really figured out how to play well with each other when they've all been healthy. I think rather than make a move that is not the right move to make, just get your basketball players that you have here now on the same page, playing well with one another. Um, hasn't happened yet. Um, so, you know, maybe it will. Uh, okay. We are again. Okay. Thanks everybody, by the way, in the chat and in the super chat and everybody who uh, hit their, hit their like button. And uh, you guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Sorry, I'm like a little, a little feisty tonight. It's just I'm I'm so fucking frustrated after that loss. You have no idea. I mean, you do have an idea because you're all frustrated too. Uh, James Choi, um, Andrew, if I miss something, let me know. Uh, James Choi, agree with you 100%. Is a mediocre team, especially without Rose. RJ had a terrible game, and he'd tell you the same thing. He's learning. I hope, I think so. Um, he's usually pretty pretty honest about he's he's a good assessor of his own game. Can't put this loss on any one person, especially not Tibbs. Yeah, it's not on any one um person. It's about seven. Okay. Um Andrew, uh let me know put put anything I missed in the uh in the pinned tweets. This is from Jeremy E. Your RJ Barrett hate is completely overreactionary. When he puts up 30 on Thursday, you will look foolish. I Okay. Again, it's not hate. Um, it's just calling it like it is. I don't hate him. I I think he's going to be really good, and I think he has times where he's really good right now. Um, he wasn't very good tonight. 
And the notion that we need to look for boogeymen to blame for a loss that was like, if you're go- if you're going to say one person is to blame more for the loss than anybody else, let's at least, you know, let's at least be honest about who that person is. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. Doesn't mean anybody hates him. Doesn't mean like, doesn't mean any of those things. Just, and again, it was a team loss. Wasn't like everybody else played great and RJ played terribly. It was a team loss. Uh, Danny Gardner, tough game. RJ is going to have these nights when you run through him. That's a good thing. Devin Booker, the first few years. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, Devin Booker was pretty lethal shooter though. Uh, also how did the refs not call a push on that deflection with what else they called? Uh, yeah, the deflection, I think when RJ had it at his fingertips and you know, they missed that call should have never come down to that. Uh, but yeah, they missed it there for hundred percent. Uh, this from Ryan, how about we blame this loss on the missed free throws down the stretch by RJ and especially Julius, who seems to always miss important free throws in close games. Yes. Julius is, uh, again, atrocious at free throws in close games. Um, he's, he's not good at them. I'm, I'm fine with any and all criticism that generates from that. I just, you know, we should also acknowledge that he had a pretty good game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, J.S. Tough loss. Some takeaways. Mitch's screens suck. Yes, they do. <laughs> Mitch's screens are not good. They've never been good. I doubt they ever will be good. Yet another reason why on a really, really good team, he's probably your backup center. And um, if he's your starting center, you're probably never going to be a great team. Uh, IQ stops his dribble too early. Um, yeah, I mean, I think his handle just isn't where it needs to be yet. Um, I trust him that I think he'll get there. Uh, RJ has no dribble to separate. This is, I mean, it's a thing he needs to work on. Uh, you can play RJ a certain way that makes life very difficult for him. Um, and you could jam him up and you could force him to take bad shots. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need a stretch five and Rose back soon. Yeah, we definitely need Rose back. Do they need a stretch five? Um, I don't know if they need a stretch five. Would they like a stretch five? Sure. Every team would like a stretch five. I don't know if they need one. Uh, this comment is from Greg Film Stuff. Randall played great minus the free throws and fans chanting for Obi when Jules is at the line is ridiculous. I fucking hated that. I hated that. I hated like, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for the team. It's not good for Julius. Like it's not helping them win the game. It's, and you know who else it's not good for? It's not good for Obi. Like, what do you, um, uh, continuing this comment, not saying Cam is a savior, but his length on defense could have helped tonight on the perimeter. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, if Cam is his best self on defense, he's definitely going to help them, especially if he could knock down a corner three and, uh, you know, quietly this team has started to not make threes at a consistent enough rate. Like Cam, Cam from the corner has, has been great all year. Uh, sure, I think he could have helped them tonight. Uh, absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Always a pleasure. Um, you are a Jedi Master at basketball, Macri. 
I'm really not. Help me understand what quickly go, goes in the paint and stops and then is looking for someone to pass to. Happens almost every game. Um, I just don't think he's confident that he can get a shot up without getting it blocked. Would be my guess, my best guess. Uh, there's a reason why he's taken like, you know, 18 shots at the rim in in uh, in two in a year and a half. Like he's like even the shots at the rim that he takes, if you notice, it's usually like high off the backboard. And I don't think that's I think that's quickly just kind of being aware of his physical limitations and that he can't like he's not a guy that gets up that high. He's not a guy that he doesn't. Like, he clearly has dribble moves where he can get where he wants around the court. But in terms of, like, faking guys out down low and, like, like uh, hesitation moves or, like, pump fakes or anything like that, like, that's not – that doesn't seem to be a part of his game right now. So I think he, it's more just him understanding his limitations. Um, does it hurt them? Yeah, I mean, it hurts them. There's a reason why, like, just to use another recent example, there's a reason why Deuce McBride fell to 30-something in the draft. Like, that dude seems like he has so many great qualities as a guard. A big knock on him is he doesn't get all the way to the paint. He doesn't get all the way to the rim. And if you're a guard and you and you don't get all the way to the rim, you're, you know, that's a that's a limitation. Um, I hope that answered your question. Uh we have another comment here from Hannibal Miles. What's going on, Hannibal? Hannibal has a positive. God bless Hannibal. Uh, I kind of like the three-point guard rotation. I guess you mean Kemba Burks and Quickly. Um, although I'd rather see it with Kemba Rose and Quickly and move back Burks back to the two or the three. Yeah, I, I, I would much rather see Burks at the two or the three. Uh, Jews' confidence was another positive. Yeah. Um. They need Julius Randle to be the best version of himself. Um, it's the singular overriding theme of this season. If Julius is not the best version of himself, they are not going to do very well. Um, and he found himself a little bit there. So that's a positive. Uh, and yeah, Kemba Rosen quickly, I, I like. I mean, I just like quickly playing alongside Rose. And I just, I like Rose being back. Uh, negative. Drew got a foul call when he wasn't fouled. Um, Drew got a foul call when he wasn't fouled. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. Moving along. Um, Trizzy H. What's going on, Trizzy? People blaming Tibbs, but we missed nine free throws. LOL. Shake my head. Eh, you know, people are going to blame. Got to blame someone, right? Uh, Jeremy E. You walked the RJ talk back since my comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I, again, I, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I'm, I'm very frustrated with this loss. I'm still frustrated. This loss I've been talking about for 45 minutes. Um, Andrew, let me know who this uh, is from. Oh, we got Shamik Gayen. I hope that's pronounced correctly. Man, it would have been nice to have Rose in this game when Kemba was sitting and down the stretch. Would have avoided a lot of those end of game turnovers. Like, I'm I'm not saying that like uh, you know put up tips for coach of the year, but like since Derrick Rose got here, Derrick Rose was the Knicks' best player. Derrick Rose went out with an injury, and the Knicks have, albeit barely, and against some pretty poor competition, stayed above water without. Derrick Rose. I understand, yes, ostensibly Julius Randle is their best player. In actuality, it was more Derrick Rose. And um, they miss him desperately. I just hope he looks like himself when he's back. Uh, I am still excited to see this team when it's whole again, even though I'm sure there's going to be rotation stuff that we're going to be uh, frustrated by. There's that word again. Um, but they need Derrick Rose. Yeah, 100%. Um, forgotten NYC. These are the losses that drive me nuts. Join the club. Uh, look like neither team wanted to win, but of course the Knicks come out with a loss. Yeah, that's well put. That's well said. Uh, goodness gracious. 
Okay. Uh, Bricks Nation. <laughs> Thank you, Bricks. Get them likes up for your boys, J-Mag and Andrew. Yes, we appreciate any and all likes, any and all support. We appreciate all the chats. We appreciate all the super chats. We appreciate just everybody here watching. We appreciate everybody listening on their podcast tomorrow. We appreciate all of you guys. Uh, Shotgun. Not Tibbs' fault besides OKC Orlando, Detroit. Our two best starters are worse than every other team. Oh, I see. Besides OKC Orlando and Detroit, our two best starters are worse than every other team. How do people expect Tibbs to win? We aren't Boston. I mean, this is... I think this is why Tibbs won coach of the year last year, because if you look at last year, if you would have asked anybody before last season, rank the Knicks best player against every other team's best player. First of all, you would have gotten a lot of people who were like, who is the next best player? Is it Julius Randle? I guess so. Um, and they would have ranked him, you know, whatever, 25th, 26th, 27th. And if you would have asked people to do the same thing with the Knicks' second-best player, again, ostensibly R.J. Barrett, um, before last season um, and even before this season, people would have been like, yeah, that's like a guy who's – a lot of teams have better number twos than him. Um, you know, that said, the Knicks are deep. They have talent. I think they had enough talent to win tonight. They didn't win. Uh, did Tibbs coach a great game? No, because they didn't. They didn't win. And if he had to coached a great game, they probably would have won. But is this on him? No, it's not on him. Uh, Asfand Yar Janjua. Do you think this pushes the front office to make more moves by the deadline? This is Mello from Tor Oh Mello from Toronto. What's going on, man? Um, thanks for joining the super chat again. Sorry. I couldn't be there till the end, uh, or at the end. Um, I blame all technology. Um, do I think this pushes the front office to make more moves before the deadline? Um, no, because I don't think. I don't think this is a reactionary front office. I think the front office will make moves that are in the best interest of the long-term of the long-term health of the franchise. I do think the front office or at least some members of the front office believe that it is in the long-term health of the franchise to make the playoffs this year or make the post, make the play in and hopefully, you know, do something when they get there, but not at the expense of future success. So I think the front office is going to continue to be rather measured in their approach. If you ask me to bet right now, I would bet that they make another move. It would not shock me if they didn't. Um, it would surprise me if they didn't make another move. Um, I do not think they would be sellers. Uh, Richard Bornvanek, what's going on, Richard? Sometimes the inherent gradual nature of improvement is maddening. Richard, always, always with the wor wise words. Thank you, Richard. Tonight was such a night for our Knicks. Player growth is not a linear vector. Man, we got vector into the chat here. Um, there are pauses in growth rate patience. Yeah, it's Richard. You're a wise man. I try to have patience in here. I'm not always very good at it. Um, I agree. Growth is not linear. It's just, it's just really frustrating when it's right there for you. It's right there for you and you can't grab it. Um, especially since they grabbed it so often last season. But not tonight. Uh, Rob Thaluzma. What's up, JM? Hope it's all groovy. I don't know if it's all groovy. I don't know what I don't know what adjective I would use. It's not groovy, though. So what about Deuce? We talk about needing a point guard. I wish Tibbs would put him in more. Um, I don't think Tibbs trusts him. I think Tibbs 
whether he's making too much of them or not. I think he saw some limitations. Um, would I would I be upset if we saw more of Deuce? Deuce, absolutely not. Um, it, but again, is like, was Deuce being in there going to win them this game? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that, that I could say that. Uh, you don't know, two G. I don't get why Tibbs didn't challenge that flop call from Beverly that took Taj out. That's a fair call. I don't. Um, I know there are. I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I've not memorized the challenge rules. I do know that there are certain calls that you can't challenge. Um, whether something was a like, you could definitely challenge a block charge discrepancy. Can you challenge a flop? I, I guess maybe probably. I just I'm I'm, I'm trying to think outside the box here. Did it seem worthy of a challenge? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but at the same time, again, there were, and again, this speaks to the earlier comment about Tibbs blew it because he used too many timeouts. Like, if he lost the challenge, he would have lost a timeout. Running low on timeouts, maybe he didn't feel like it was worth it there. Um, Parrish Duggar. Oh, here we go. Andrew just texted me. You can challenge it if it was a foul, and then it's up to the ref to say whether his own judgment was wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know with the timeout situation there if it was worth it. Parrish Duggar, look, man, blaming Randall tonight is ridiculous. RJ Burks, Taj, Mitch, quickly, nothing. Zero. You have to push back on this Randall crap, Jonathan. I, I The only reason I haven't pushed back on the Randall stuff is because I haven't seen it in the Super Chat and – um, I, again, God bless everybody in here. Thank you so much for your, all your contributions. Most of the time, the only comments I get to see are the super chats. Cause I'm just trying to get them all read and get in, get out of here in under an hour. So I can go, uh, attempt to write a newsletter about, about this game. Um, if there's been people killing Randall in the chat, I, I, I said it before, I, I'll say it once again. Um, I, I don't like, like, look, there are games to get on Randall tonight's, Tonight's not one of them. The dude hit a bunch of big shots, got to the line, blocked four shots, I think, right? Didn't Randall block four shots? Uh, maybe I'm imagining that. No, he, had, he blocked four shots, nine assists to three turnovers. Guy was a plus nine on the night, played played 39 minutes. He was a plus nine. Like, you know, I, I you're that's, that's as good a game as you – should expect from Julius Randle. Um, not saying that's the best he could play, but that's like you can't. Oh, and two steals too, by the way. Um, good comment, Parrish. Uh, Andrew's asking me to plead one more time for some likes. If we could get up over 200 likes, we'd appreciate it, even though nobody likes anything about tonight because tonight sucks. Uh uh, oh, this is Mello, Mello from Toronto again. Um, do you think Cam is closer to playing? I mean, God, I have just no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I just, it, I'd be guessing. I don't know. I mean, I, I have the Knicks have not said anything about his injury. I haven't heard anything. Um, I think they'll be cautious. I think. Right now, the Knicks, like, let's just, you know, let's, you know, Tibbs said, I think, for a reason that Cam was going to be out for a while. So Derrick Rose is a two weeks away from playing basketball, three weeks away from playing basketball, something in that range. So they have that wiggle room. But, like, so Cam's healthy to play. I, I is he? I mean, I don't think he's taking. I said this the other day. I don't think he's taking Grimes' place in the rotation. He's taking Obi's place. I. This is what gets me thinking that they probably will make a trade. I. I don't know. They're not going to make a trade just to make a trade. There has to be a trade that they like. I just don't know that there's going to be a trade that they like. So I don't know. But to answer your question, I have no idea. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? How are you? Always a pleasure. Was a rough one. So many turnovers. I think Tibbs is doing his best with what he has. I agree. I miss Rose. I agree. 
Hopefully we get above 500 again before the Cavs. Let's go Knicks. Yeah, I mean, if they win the next two games, they're they're back above 500. They should win the next two games. They should have won this fucking game. Um, God, so frustrating. Such a frustrating fucking game. Uh, this team. Uh, okay. Got a couple more that we're going to get out of here. Uh, making sure I, I don't miss anything. Again, thank you for everybody who came, for everybody who's watching. Uh, CT Pittman, back for more. Thank you, CT. In your opinion, what is our biggest offensive weakness and defensive weakness? And what would be your remedy for each? Um, I mean, I don't know how – I think our biggest offensive weakness is they don't have an elite shot creator. I mean, is that the easy way out? Uh, I guess that's probably the easy way out. Like teams that have an elite shot creator, everything they do is a domino effect from the elite shot creator because the elite shot creator makes enough shots to keep you honest and – like draws enough attention that in a perfect world, they're making the right passes. Like when you have that guy, it changes everything. And Julius Randall was like a commensurate version of that guy last season. He's just not that version this year. Um, I'm trying to think if I could give like another answer. No, I think, I mean, I think, that, and they just, they, you know, there's not a lot of, like they're, you could argue that like Evan Fournier is their second best skill guy on offense, after Randall. Um, so there's just like by that logic, you could say they don't have enough high skill offensive players on offense. Like they don't have any transcendent offense. Like it's just yeah, not enough skill. And then on defense, their biggest weakness. Um, I don't think the closeouts have been as hard this year. Um, just like kind of that extra edge has been missing. Um, but, you know, too, not overhelping, but like helping and not really – like when you help, like you have to make such a great effort to make sure you're, that your help is not a domino in a, in a chain to something bad. And like that, that extra effort hasn't been there this year or it's like it's uh, if it's not help it's like giving guys too much space you know it's like that stuff uh the remedy for each would be um just get 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 a better get a get a star on offense on defense i don't know i don't know lock it in more i don't know i don't know i wish i knew um uh lunas amarat with house money on it what seed do the knicks finish Money on it. With house money on it. I want to go nine or ten. Let's go with ten. Ten. Um, Jonas Plout. At this rate, if you did playback for every game, Fournier would break Kareem's record and Steph's record. LMFAO. Yeah, he's pretty – Fournier is pretty good on playback. Uh, he knows when to pick him. Uh, we're going to do a, a, a playback early next week too uh, because, again, tonight was kind of a dud. Dom the dentist. Root canals for everyone after that loss. Amen to that. I love this bit, Dom the dentist. Thank you. Um, and one more from Dom the dentist. And, boy, what a difference a week makes – Funeral vibes, right? Right? Uh, it's not even a week. It's a couple of days. It's just two days. There, we were flying so high. Flying so high. And then back down there. That's baseball, Susan. Um, lots of uh, whiskeys in the chat, it seems like. And... 
Kevin Danishevsky, I think this is probably going to close us out unless, uh, Andrew, you tell me there's anything else. Get out of here right about the hour. Um, by the way, I wasn't upset per se when they went with Burks, although I disagreed. But you know how much I love Grimes. <laughs> and I like the relative hot hand there. Yeah, I mean, if he brought in Grimes, I wouldn't have minded that. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, okay, thank you for tuning in. Tough loss, but misery loves company. Yes, it does. Thanks for getting us up over 200 likes. Um, yeah, I'm going to shout this out. Very, 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 very um, special KFS podcast featuring Chris Herring, author of Blood in the Garden, the flagrant history of the 1990s New York Knicks. Just an absolutely phenomenal book. I had the pleasure of speaking with uh, Chris for almost an hour and a half earlier tonight. It was one of my favorite conversations I've had since becoming a post, uh, the host of this podcast, since starting this podcast, I guess. Um, check that episode out. I think uh, Andrew meant to write that it drops tomorrow night at midnight. Um, but yeah, great episode with Chris. And more importantly, get Blood in the Garden if you have not already done so. It's a phenomenal book. It, it is, it'll be one of, instantly one of your favorite basketball books. And honestly, it'll be instantly one of your favorite books, period. It's that good. He's that good. Um, okay. That's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. I'm sorry. Uh, this team is so goddamn frustrating. I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.